0: Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello everybody and welcome to NFLs. It's a uh, case made of uh, linen or maybe some other fabric, cotton perhaps, that you put around a pillow. Uh, my, My name is Jacob Wilkinson.
1: My name is Drew Wade, and I just want to say things have, things have been going pretty well for the four-time, soon-to-be five-time champ
0: of NFLs. Well, yeah, you did increase your lead on me by two last week. Uh, you, I guess we'll start with the score update, because there's a lot going on, and the score is probably the least interesting part of it. 72. One might argue and- the most. <laughs> Seventy-two fifty and one uh for andrew sitting at 58.94 win rate i am rocking a 65 57 and one at a 53 in the quarter the coin finally firmly below five hundred fifty-eight 58 and 64 and one uh 47 win rate it's fine though seven um i mean yeah obviously i'm coping but this says that there are 162 games left so somewhere in those I can at least find six of them and then lose by one again, um, but <laughs> that's okay. Uh, let's let's talk about some juicy stuff. I mean, how did football go for you this week? Good for me. Maybe the first double good week that, that we can present on the show.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the Eagles obviously are still undefeated, 7-0. and uh, Spoiler alert, I don't think that's going to change tonight. We're recording before Thursday Night Football. Um I did pretty good in fantasy last week. Beat you in Johto League, most importantly. Took down the king. Uh, you're still in first place. But uh, I'm on the come up in there. I started off like one and four, I think, and now I'm four and four.
0: Oh, speaking uh, of Watch out. Speaking of leagues that were on the come up in, I just I was checking all my fantasy teams before we started recording. Um the money league that you and I joined along with Shady, the twelve team PPR league. Um mm-hmm my team in there Call of Duty has climbed up from uh I think at one point 1 and 2 to now 5 and 3 and I'm nice. sort about number 2 in that league so that's pretty exciting um Yeah
1: I'm um uh, coming off a a hurt a hurtful loss in that league scored the third most points in the league but played the team that scored the first most so uh ended up with an L but I'm still I'm 4 and 4 in there sitting at sixth place uh, still on track to make the playoffs um
0: I lost uh, both the leagues that I know everybody in this week, but I won all the leagues that have strangers in them. So I don't really know how to feel about that. Um, still having a hard time finding a win in the way dynasty. But if Justin Connor is back on the field this week, I think I might be able to snap my four loss streak um, against mm. uh, Jake's dad. Actually, it's against Jake that who is not having a great year. He's focused on the future. So a, a rematch of uh, the finals. year, true this is sort of like
1: if the the Rams and the Bengals played this year two teams that are not finding the same success as they did at the end of last season who's gonna come out on top Um, I'm the Bengals you are the Bengals (laughs) (laughs) Um, for reference in that money league I have the most points scored by almost 100 over anybody else and I'm in sixth place so yeah that's epic very cool but um, that just shows that I'm built for a deep run. I'm not worried about it.
0: Yeah, I'm favored to win all five games this week. I saw that I'm uh, playing against my cousin in the Johto League, and I'm rocking a 70% chance there. Yeah,
1: I checked his lineup, and everybody's on bye. I'm not sure if he's checked his lineup in the last month. But yeah, so we'll see. <laughs>
0: Uh, and then yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm starting to pick up wins in all my leagues. I have three wins in uh the league that I've had the hardest time in, and I'm five and three in the two like other ones. So yeah, I don't know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm rocking three and five, three and five, five and three, five and three, and six and two. I feel like that's decent for that is this decent point in the season.
1: Yeah, I I think I'm four and four in like three different leagues, and then I think I am six and two in two leagues and. I guess that would make me five and three in
0: another. <laughs> I saw a friend earlier today who said that he's eight and zero and one and seven in his two leagues. So that's uh-huh. yeah, the that duality
1: of fantasy football.
0: Truly, truly, truly. All right. Well, I guess that
1: was bet. I mean, I guess that was I that wasn't know. bet on it, but on it, on it, yeah, but it. The this is
0: segment that is unnamed now. But this is bet on it. What's up? <laughs> um. Yeah.
1: The. Working, we're working out a title for that fantasy segment. Um, uh, anyway, let's bet on it this week. Uh, let's, let's hear about our bets from last week. A bad week for the fellas. Um, I took, actually, did yours hit? No, yours didn't hit. Um, I took the Bears plus nine and a half at Dallas. Looked pretty good for a while. Bears actually made it competitive, but then uh, Dallas... Had some late scores and pulled away, and ended up winning forty-nine to twenty-nine. Um, the thought was right because the Bears put up twenty-nine points, and I think that's impressive. True. Uh, you said under forty-one and a half for the San Francisco-LA game, and San Francisco went off in that game and really showed that it's going to be scary to see how they are going to. Kyle Shanahan's going to utilize uh, Christian McCaffrey, who scored a touchdown in three different ways this game. Yeah.
0: Pretty, pretty scary. I mean, it was still only forty-five points, so really, still pretty close. But uh, that was a juicy over/under. They set that well. It was, um, yeah. Almost I, like they're good at what they do. I don't. True. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like their job is to not lose Vegas money. <laughs> true. Um, I guess I have been scared off of the over/under this week. Um, not gonna, not gonna bite. So, here's what I got for you. Um, I know. I understand. You know. It's a matchup that you would view to be one-sided. Um, but some sites are putting the Jets' bills line at 12 and a half. Um, I just think that that's very invalid. Uh, it's in uh, New Jersey, you know, whatever, New York, quote-unquote. Jets, you know, have been kind of an up-and-down team this season. Um, they just lost to the Patriots, unfortunately. Uh, to pull themselves into a 5-3 and scoreline. Uh, and Zach Wilson, I think, had 3 ends that game. So a little tough, but there's been a lot of games where they've really started their stuff. And, I mean, I definitely think the Bills are going to win this game, don't get me wrong. But, I don't know, it's in New York. I I mean, it's in New Jersey, you know, whatever. I think that there is a decent chance of this game being within a touchdown or whatever. And, like I said, some sides have it at almost 13 points. Um, so I'm taking that bait. I, I I feel good about that one
1: yeah I was pretty surprised when I first heard that line thought you know maybe that might not be a good one to pick or it might be a good one to pick I ended up going a different direction Um, but that's definitely valid I think even though the Jets offense is just putrid without Brees Hall and Zach Wilson has just not shown anything to this point of why he should uh should have went second overall in the NFL draft. I think that their defense is going to be good enough to at least make this a little more interesting, maybe more interesting than a a two-touchdown blowout. So Mm -hmm. uh, I like that. Mine, I'm getting baited by an over-under here. Um, The Miami Dolphins are going on the road to play the Chicago Bears, and the over-under is 45-and-a-half. The Dolphins are a bit of an ascending offense. Uh, The Bears, a bit of an ascending offense themselves. Both of these offenses have been pretty solid in the last couple of weeks and both of the defenses more importantly look to be worse um well um, the Dolphins just did just pick up Bradley Chubb from your Broncos uh sad day for you I'm sorry but uh, their secondary is still very slim and I think um just the the way we've been seeing the Bears offense trend up just, paired with the high-powered Dolphins offense, I think this one can definitely go over 45 and a half.
0: Yeah, I like that one for sure. Um, yeah, that's a tantalizing over-under. The Dolphins have been slowly kind of setting up um, their output ever since Tua has been kind of finding mean, his footing and and uh, seeing straight again out on the field. Yes. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I like that one. I feel good about that. Um Cool. All right. Well, we before we get into the episode, just to talk about news, you referenced, um, yeah, Bradley Chubb going to the Jets. Um, that was in exchange for what's the name of the running back that they got for him? Chase Edmonds. That's right. Yeah, and a first round. I don't yeah, know. Chase
1: Edmonds was more of just like a. Can we get him too? Like, yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I think that you know that's that's obviously sort of like a band aid trade, like the the first round, like for Bradley Chubb, and then. And then we have Chase Edmonds just to like take care of the fact that Javante is going to be out for the rest of the season. What other trades <laughs> did you notice that were worth talking about? Um, So Chase
1: Claypool got sent from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Chicago Bears for a second round pick. Uh, that's notable because he was drafted for a second round pick. So rarely you see a player, you know, return the, pretty much the same exact value they were drafted for. Um, and it's a really good move, I think, for that ascending Bears offense. I think this gives Justin Fields another reliable downfield target. Now they got two receivers that uh, defenses kind of have to worry about um, in addition to Justin Fields' legs. So I think that was a great move on the Bears' part. Maybe they overpaid a little bit. A lot of people are saying they overpaid. But um, I think it's worth it to help with Justin Fields' development and confidence.
0: Yeah, I like that one. Um... I think that they need to pack out that offense for sure. I mean, I think that they have been struggling a little bit on both sides of the ball. Right now, the most important thing, like you said, is writing a program that Justin Fields like wants to wants to develop in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I like that trade. Um, oh, James Robinson went to the Jets. That's whatever. I mean, it's yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah. That's not going to be like a, a deep <laughs> career shift for him, but no, um, it is not. <laughs> but I can see some results um, come from that.
1: Uh, Roquan Smith very talented young linebacker got traded from the Bears um, to the Ravens so that shores up a Ravens defense that's already been playing pretty well the past few weeks um, not looking good for <laughs> the Bears defense for the rest of the year after they traded him and they traded their best pass rusher Robert Quinn to the Eagles a few days before but um Like I said, this is part of the reason why I like the the over for the Bears game to hit this week. They're going to allow a lot of points, and I think they're going to score a lot, too.
0: Another one that I thought was pretty interesting, um, the Jags are to require Calvin Ridley when he comes back to suspension for conditional draft compensation. So uh, that hasn't even been—we don't even know exactly what the details of that are going to be. But, yeah, I was sort of surprised to see Atlanta um, not hold on to him, but that's that's where they've decided to to go, so—
1: yeah, I would have bet that they would let him come back. I would have put a lot of money on that myself. Um, yeah. But, no, but um, still sucks that he's out for the rest of the year. Very very dumb ruling. But uh, hopefully very... he comes back next year and still is in uh, good football shape. And, and I think if he is, he's going to be a huge weapon in that offense for Trevor Lawrence. And... Uh, yeah, I think they're going to be a, a team to watch out for again next year, uh, although it's not looking like they're that team this year anymore.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, one other one that I wanted to highlight, just because this is a team that I've been pretty excited about, the Vikings did a deal that kind of surprised me, mm, trading inside yeah. of the division with the Lions uh, to acquire TJ Hawkinson. I really like that because I think that, Hawkinson is going to provide a much different, like, vibe on the field than what they've been doing with uh, Irv Smith. And I think this offense already has, like, so – it's, like, so complex and has been putting out, like, a much more, like, veridious output than what we've been used to in the past with the Vikings. And so I think that that's going to be a really exciting extra addition to that um, in exchange for a couple – draft upgrades, essentially, for the Lions. So, yeah, I was kind of surprised to see the Lions take that deal. But, I mean, it's not like, I don't know, it's not like the Vikings have ever really provided, like, a long-term threat for them anyway. I I think they sort of see Green Bay as being, like, the long-term problem in this division still. Yeah, that one was a surprise. Like A
1: lot of these other names, there were definitely rumors coming up beforehand, and then all of a sudden, TJ Hawkinson's traded. That's a huge piece of the Lions offense that they're going to miss for the rest of the year. Yeah. But um, it didn't look like they were going to be winning
0: much anyway. Truly, truly. Bummer. Rest in peace, Lions. Speaking of teams um, and how well they'll do for the rest of the season, you suggested another little mid-season segment we could do here. It is week nine. We are halfway through the season. I can't believe that it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's gone by so fast. It's insane. Um, it's insane. But with that in mind um, I thought you well, you thought that it would be fun if we predicted the seeding for uh, the playoffs, so uh, how do you want to do this? Um,
1: I'll I'll start us off. I'll give my NFC you give your NFC. We can talk about it And then you give your AFC. I'll give my AFC Um, so we'll Start off with our division Leaders in the NFC, seeds number one through four. I've got the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously. Uh, number two, the Vikings winning the NFC North. Number three, I've got the 49ers coming back and winning the NFC West. The Buccaneers, I know, is they have not shown anything to prove that I should be confident in them. But for some reason, I just feel like they're going to get it done and win their division. Number four. And then our three wild card teams buckle up here. It's a lot of NFC East. Cowboys at five, Giants at six. Both of them have pretty easy remaining schedules, and they have great records already. And then at seven, the reigning Super Bowl champions barely squeak into the postseason as the last seed, the Rams, at seven. Would you believe me if
0: that's exactly what I have written down here? No in my way. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, I completely that just agree. Means here. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I completely agree here. I think um, yeah, there's not a whole lot of variety, variety in the NFC right now in the takes. I mean, I think like you could you could look at the Packers or the Saints as potentially being some of the teams like on the bubble in in this situation that we've laid out here, yeah. but. Um, yeah, and also I the think... Falcons who are currently leading the That's NFC true. South, but they have a bit of a tough gambit ahead of them. So, yeah, I, I don't really have any confidence in. Even though the Rams haven't been that great, I think like most of the difficulty of their schedule is behind them, and I think that they have the raw talent to squeak into a seventh seed in a pretty top-heavy conference. Because let's be honest, after you've after you've left even the Giants, I think it, it starts getting a little a little weak. So,
1: yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool. Um, I doubt we have the same. Well, maybe I don't know. I wouldn't yeah, guessed we had the same. So. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I've got number one, numbers one through four, division leaders again. I've got the Bills at number one. They're the probably it's they're up there with the Eagles for the best team in football. Um, number two, I've got the Chiefs. Number three, I've got the Lions, who are shockingly five and two right nice. now. Uh, that. What did I say?
0: Lions at number
1: three. Oh, did I the, say the Lions? My yeah. bad. I, I definitely meant Titans. I don't know why I said Lions. <laughs> um, but Titans are shockingly 5-2 and two after mm-hmm. rattling off five wins after starting 0-2. Incredibly coached team. That's all I have to say. At four, winning the AFC North, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. And then seed number five, I've got the Miami Dolphins. Six, Cincinnati Bengals. And then at seven, I've got the other LA team. Both LA teams take in a Seven seed this year. I've got the Chargers squeaking into the playoffs.
0: Okay. Yeah, we have a little bit more variance on this one. I have uh, Cincinnati, Chargers, and then Dolphins as my five through seven. And then I have um, uh, Tennessee over Kansas City because I think that Kansas City might actually start finding some divisional losses um, in the back half of the season. They haven't yet, but um, I think we're seeing all the teams in this division kind of start finding their footing a little bit um giving a little bit more consistent showings on both sides of the ball uh so i think that like the route to a second seed is honestly a little bit easier for tennessee who even like without being that impressive have squeaked into a quiet seven and two record here so yeah i i like this one who, who are some of the teams that you would call on the bubble here
1: um so Pretty much just based on their record alone, the Jets are definitely on the bubble. They're mm. currently 5-2 and two as well, and second in their division. But I just really don't think they're going to be able to overcome the loss of Brees Hall.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's going to be rough. Um, and I don't really feel that confident in any other team out there at the moment either. I mean, the rest of the i mean the browns like m- might be able to end up passing the dolphins but or or like the the chargers potentially but i think that they're not really going to give themselves a very comfortable bed in the first 12 weeks before they change staff over yeah um i mean you and i are both
1: saying the chargers will make it in the broncos are only one game behind the chargers so uh, anything's yeah. possible <laughs> I don't wanna do
0: that to myself right now. We can't <laughs> win one game and then I'm like you know, we can still go ten and seven, which was initially what I put <laughs> us at. <laughs> hey. Just gotta let Russ cook. <laughs> <clears throat> This is dreadful. <laughs> Who made this? <laughs> all right. Well, I think that does it for all of our uh pre-segments. You want to get into the uh, the meat and potatoes?
1: <clears throat> you know I do. <laughs> uh as mentioned earlier, the Eagles are taking on the Texans for Thursday night football later tonight. Um Philly fans at an impasse here. Do we watch the Eagles or do we watch the Phillies in the World Series? The answer is both. Um as i will be doing uh and i'm gonna be picking the eagles to win this game they're like 14 point favorites this has got to be the biggest they've been favored in a long time and yeah. um, they definitely have earned know. it and so have the t- oh yeah that's a good point point. 14 point road favorites insane uh the texans yeah. have also earned that and also their best receiver brandon cooks isn't playing so love the eagles tonight
0: yep yeah, the Eagles coming off of an absolute hammering given to the Steelers are ready to to do it once again. and Slide into a cool seven and zero at this point, 8-0 eight and zero after tonight. Eight No zero, baby. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Yeah, if you if you did have to pick between watching the World Series and this game, I'd probably choose the World Series. Cause oh yeah,
1: for sure. Not going to be a fight. whole lot of
0: variants over here.
1: I mean, that and this is a regular season game versus literally the the baseball Five. championship. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. Coin is starting off with a hot t- hot, ooh, hot take, going with the Houston Texans.
0: That's nice. All right. Next up, we have uh, the New England Patriots hosting the Indianapolis Colts. The Patriots sort of starting to find their footing here. Maybe another team that would like to be considered on the bubble a little bit. I think that they're at 4-4 yeah.
1: now. They are. Yeah, they're definitely a team that we could have mentioned for on the bubble.
0: Yeah. Uh, took a game over the Jets last week. I think back-to-back times now, I've doubted... Um, Belichick's uh, forever strong ability to take games against young quarterbacks and um, you know if there was ever a time to be good at that I I would say it is now because the league's quarterback average age is probably like the youngest it's been in a long time (laughs) Uh, so uh, the Patriots have been playing pretty solidly and I don't think it's going to change if we're talking about young and uh, ill-prepared quarterbacks let's hop over to the Indianapolis Colts who find themselves without Matt Ryan probably for the rest of the season um, they just lost a unfortunate what what should have been a, a revenge game for Carson Wentz but unfortunately it was a double starting quarterback injury uh, Sam Ellinger did absolutely nothing against Taylor Heineke who also did absolutely nothing 17 to 16. I love the NFL. Um, I don't think the Colts really stand that much of a chance against the Patriots here this week, unfortunately. Um, this team is uh, with without direction, without identity, without win conditions. Um, and I would not be surprised if Belichick found like their second or third shutout of the season here. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Patriots as I've typed it in <laughs>
1: Yeah, I almost wanted to pick the Colts because their defense has stepped up these last few weeks and they're getting uh Shaquille Leonard back and that's going to be huge, but I uh, I think it's just going to be a low scoring game that the Patriots win, so I'm going with the Patriots as well. Mm-hmm. I think the over under is like 40. I still the under seems real enticing for that. Um so Might be hitting that one up at some point. The coin is going with the Patriots, making it a sweep for the home team here. Up next, we have got a juicy, juicy NFC North matchup with the Green Bay Packers. Hot on a four-game losing streak, taking on the Detroit Lions. Hot on a five-game losing streak, I think. (laughs) Um, Somebody's got to win this game, most likely. I mean, it could end in a tie, which would be... Just horrible. Very but, NFC North, though. Uh, very NFC North, that's true. Um. So really, it's... Both of these offenses have kind of sput... I mean, the Lions started off kind of hot last week, and the Packers were playing against the Bills, so you can't expect too much. But I like the Packers' defense a lot more than I like the Lions' defense, so I'm going to be taking the Packers in this one to finally get off the schneid and get a win.
0: Yeah, I don't think that... Um that Josh Allen and the Bills' offense necessarily looked as game busters versus the Packers last week as everybody expected them to. Mm-hmm. Um, they took away the win, but, I mean, it wasn't a complete blowout. And, um, yeah, the Packers' defense, I thought, looked pretty good, even though I am not very um, – I, I i don't like Aaron Rodgers for three MVPs in a row, let's put it that way. So Yeah, I,
1: that seems unlikely.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think – This would be a tough one for the Lions to win in any circumstance. I think that the Packers are a little PO'd right now. And also, if this game ends up being another low scoring one, which we've seen come out of, I think, like most of our divisional matchups this year, honestly, um, I would expect the Packers' defense to hold that one down. So, also, it's really, there's a good chance of it not being a low scoring game because Aaron Rodgers versus this current. Lions defense. This could be their highest scoring game of the season. So
1: yeah, I definitely wouldn't be surprised to see that they've been relying on Aaron Jones more the past couple of weeks, which he has looked electric. Hopefully, they keep doing that. Um, but can we like? Is it? Do you think they could retroactively take away those MVPs and give them to Devontae Adams? Because apparently, he was the actual MVP. Yeah, this for office. real. Because like, what's the difference between this team and those two teams? It's just Devontae Adams, really. Yeah. Um, so very. Very very interesting. The he was coin the drive. is. Fun. He was the power.
0: He's hungry. True. He was. He devours.
1: <laughs> the coin is also going with the Packers here.
0: Nice. Next up, we have um, the Atlanta Falcons hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. The Falcons. Oh my gosh! Look at this team. One of the two dirty birdies in the NF- in the NFC, holding a stronghold on the division. They have no business winning. Um, Falcons.
1: Oh. find themselves why don't the
0: eagles deserve it i was like oh yeah the seahawks (laughs) uh the falcons find themselves at four and four holding down the nfc south after a riveting (laughs) overtime three-point win over the panthers i was in atlanta and let me tell you the feeling was whatever (laughs) (laughs) i saw a bunch of fans walking out of the stadium during overtime i was like who won who won they're like the game is still happening and they just didn't care to still be there and when they won i heard like maybe eight people go like "woo!" so (laughs) y'all i was at state farm stadium i could spit on mercedes bins from where i was and that was the energy in atlanta this weekend so (laughs) that's your nsc south champions um they are hosting the Los Angeles Chargers this week, who are not currently winning a division. So you know they do have that on them. But the Chargers are starting to stabilize a little bit after uh, they they found themselves at like four and two, and then took an unfortunate loss to the Seahawks and went into a bye week. They come back hopefully ready to shake that off and stop giving wins to these. Birds that have no business winning these divisions. So I'm going to go with the Chargers here. I think that this bye week should do them some good. They've been like very messy. Shocker. That's how this team has been ever since Justin Herbert took over. But honestly, I think that's his fault. They just are, I'd say, more publicly dealing with growing pains than like any of the other young and hungry franchises that we have in the league right now. Um, But the Falcons don't present that much of a challenge for the defense, even though they might. Turn this game into a little bit of a barn burner. I think that um, this should be a good win for Justin Herbert. I'm going to go with the Chargers.
1: Yeah, the Chargers. Although they're going to be missing their top two weapons on offense or top two receiving options, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. um, Coming off that bye is going to be big for them. Justin Herbert had another week for his ribs to heal, and they're playing against a depleted Falcons secondary. So uh, I like the Chargers to win in this spot as well, and so does the coin. Uh, Leading us into our next game, we've got an AFC East matchup. Uh, As we talked about earlier, the Bills are taking on the New York Jets at the Meadowlands. Uh, The Bills, like I said, are with the Eagles for contending as the best team in football. Um, All the preseason hype was deserved. Maybe they were undersold. We were undersold a little bit on this Bills team because they just look so good every week. And uh, I think this defense might be a little bit of a test for them i think they're gonna get pressure on josh allen but i don't think it's gonna matter because like i said maybe the best team in football i'm going with the bills
0: yeah i'm also gonna go with the bills i expect the jets to put up a little bit of a fight here i think that this one for them is kind of like huh. i remember coaching games that i knew that my team had no chance of winning that we just wanted to put up a good showing and improve everyone. Improve to everyone. to the game that was actually going to be looked at that we had a fight had that dog in us i think that's what the jets are going to be here to do uh don't expect it to produce a win but um it's it's hard for just about anybody to beat this bills team so i'm gonna go with the bills as well
1: all right and so is the coin so cool four (laughs) unanimous decisions in a row Love it.
0: Next up, we have a team for sale. Minnesota! (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Minnesota's not the team for sale, but I love that soundbite. Minnesota Vikings are taking on the Washington Commanders. A team for sale? Oh, my gosh. Um,
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: um, The prayers have been answered. Dan Snyder has contacted BOFA, the Bank of (laughs) of America, to um, help sell this team. A day later, some news came out that they're being investigated for something, so I'm guessing that's why it's for sale. Yeah, um,
1: no, probably totally unrelated.
0: <laughs> it, they're valuing it at $10 billion, which would blow out the Broncos' sale of $4.5 billion, which just became the largest sell, sale in NFL history, so they want to double the largest sale in NFL history mm. um, for the Commanders. Um, I would love to see this team get their fourth name in 10 years i think that'd be yes please. Please. <laughs> please 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 <laughs> so um yeah anyway in the meantime the taylor heineke led washington commanders will be hosting the minnesota vikings minnesota the vikings <laughs> are looking quite good at the moment still chopping up games taking names they this last week i think uh, yeah, put up a 30-bomb on the Cardinals, 34 to be exact. So they slide into a cool 6-1 and one here in Week 9, still holding a strong lead on this division that I think, like, I don't know, I'm, I don't think that the Vikings expected in Week 9 to feel this confident about their lead, but the Packers are not really challenging this lead right now. Um, the Bears and Lions are off doing whatever. So uh, this is, like, one of the most, I would say, even more secure than, like, the the Bills or the Eagles who have all of these, like, fiery other teams underneath them right now the Vikings are kind of in Titans land right now just like walking into a cool second seed right now that nobody's really gonna fight them for um Mm -hmm. I'm I don't think the commanders are gonna be a bump on the road in that direction uh I know that we make this joke every week but I mean it literally continues to be the case what like this is 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins I think that they're gonna have no problems here they've been Absolutely incredible every time they've been stuck in the middle of the the day of this season. In fact, their only loss was a primetime game. So there you have it. Um, th- we talked about earlier. Hawkinson from the Lions is going to be joining this team. I don't know if he's going to be playing this week, but uh, they. Either way, they just have been an insanely diverse uh, offense in terms of different strengths that they've shown, and all of their receivers and um, also uh, on top of their run game have all been like producing at insane levels and Kirk Cousins has been a very intelligent leader for this team and I just really don't think the commanders are gonna be able to put up anything to deal with that so I'm gonna go with the Vikings here
1: minnesota don't have don't have much more to add than that uh yeah vikings are gonna win and i took a gamble there whether you were gonna start out talking about the commanders or the vikings and i lost
0: but that's okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) glad to use the drop anyway the coin did you have to know i was gonna
0: talk about dan snyder i should have known
1: yeah that's unfortunate timing um or very also very fortunate timing (laughs) we get to talk about the commanders selling the team um, Coin going to the Vikings as well. That's five in a row if you're keeping up at home. Let's see if we can make it six. <laughs> up next, we've got the <laughs> Carolina Panthers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals in the Big Cat matchup. Um, Tigers are much bigger than Panthers, so naturally I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Um, but more seriously, the Panthers took something away from us that would have been incredible, which is every team in the NFC South being three and five and the Panthers leading the division at 3-5, and five, but instead they had to blow it at the end in over before overtime and in overtime with the whole DJ Moore fiasco and Eddie Pinheiro not being able to be an NFL kicker. Um, yeah, the Bengals, on the other hand, just got absolutely washed on Monday Night Football by division rival Cleveland Browns, who have really had their number uh, the past couple of years. Even last year when the Browns were underwhelming, they still swept the Bengals in the regular season. Um, I expect a back a, a bounce-back game here for the Bengals, but not as much as you might expect. I think the Panthers' defense is pretty good. I think the Bengals might have another tougher outing for their offense, but I still think they're going to prevail in on this one.
0: Yeah. Um, I think another thing that's worth noting is Jamar Chase is going to be out for a few weeks, which is really tough. This season has been... like. <laughs> An absolute scrap fest for the Bengals. They're fighting for their lives out here at, like, 4-4. and It's really been tough to see. Um, I think that they're going to be able to get it done here against the Panthers, who really have been not worth anything in any of their games, Um, have not been able to clutch it out. I've seen Baker Mayfield referred to as a um, franchise-destroying QB, so I don't know (laughs) if... Either of the teams he arrived to had anything going for them before he got there, but um, yeah,
1: weird to say about the only quarterback to win a playoff game for Cleveland in like twenty plus years. But I don't know.
0: That's what they're (laughs) saying, so uh, I'm gonna go with the many are
1: saying this. Uh, Coin, (laughs) woo! Not a unanimous decision. The coin is going
0: with the Panthers here. All right, sick dude. Next up, we have to talk about the two absolute grumpiest boys in the afc the jags and raiders who i think are both sitting at two and five right now um despite their insistence that they're better both these teams have just been really put through the ringer this season um the jags lost in jag country london old london town this weekend to um russell Wilson, wembley who was straight cooking out there uh looked absolutely nasty scored some TDs, which uh unfortunately i root for a team where that celebrates when we score touchdowns that's just sort of like where we're at <laughs> at this point in the season um yeah so the Jags are actually a two and six the raiders two and five themselves um they took one of the earliest buys just to come back and destroy the texans and then get shut out by the saints this last weekend which neither of us expected um Derek mm-hmm. carr uh, went 15 for 26 with one interception and no touchdown. Um, I think that yeah, Devontae Adams caught one pass for three point for three yards. It was a rough day out there for uh, Raiders who now find themselves at two and five. So both these teams desperate for a third win. I think both these teams feel like they should be in the playoff race, and here they are like at the bottom of the table in the AFC. Um, it's a little tough. I even though I want to believe in the Jags, I'm starting to have a hard time doing it. It's just like, I I, what does this make four or five losses in a row? Like they have been five in a row, yeah, yeah, on an insanely bad tear out here, losing some really rough games, losing some games I expected them to lose, but like, yeah, it's been tough. So I think that the Raiders are much more likely to bounce back in this game than the Jags are. Unfortunately, I'm going to go with uh, Las Vegas here.
1: All right, let's get a freaking disagreement up in here. Am I right, fellas? I'm going with the Jags here. Um, Raiders defense has been putrid. Um, The Jags hasn't been the best in the league, but they were a couple feet away from beating the Giants a couple weeks ago. Um, They were a couple plays away from a couple boneheaded mistakes from Trevor Lawrence away from beating the Broncos last week. I think they finally break their losing streak, and uh, we continue to wonder what the heck the Raiders are doing. I think I'm going to go out on a limb. This this is going to be the best game of Trevor Lawrence's career so far. I'm going to put that out there. Um, And I'm excited that we finally got a disagreement. The coin is also rolling with the Cats from Duval County.
0: Going with the Jags here. For the second week in a row, we disagree on the Jags game, but I hope you're right. So there you go. That's a fun little stat. <laughs> yeah, let's keep track of those stats. Um,
1: <laughs> but um, I know this. We we're just talking about the Jags, um, but the Broncos aren't playing, so I'll use this as a segue to talk about them. I mean, they Russell Wilson. Pro, that was probably his best game as a so. as a Bronco so far. I mean, Led that fourth quarter comeback drive. Had a nice throw to KJ Hamler down the sideline. I think uh, he can keep trending in that direction. Maybe things aren't all doom and gloom.
0: Low-key, I think that the game that we lost to the Raiders might compete with this one, but it was nice to see us clutch out a fourth quarter just because um, we have been within three points in the last minute and a half of literally every single game we've played this season, and we're like three and five. So, I mean, yeah, Yeah. three and five. So it's a little rough. um, It was nice to see us clutch one out. I was happy to see that happen. Broncos country, let's ride. Um,
1: Broncos country, let's ride. That's right with that, uh, uh, let's get into the next matchup uh the over under that I discussed earlier, the Miami Dolphins are going to Chicago to take on the bears. um this isn't a fantasy show, but Justin Fields since week three has been the quarterback two in fantasy football um he is on the come up for sure, and it looks, it looks. uh I, I'm really happy for him because uh, everybody was talking about he sucks and this, that, and the other. Um, But I think they're going to continue to build this offense around him, and I think he's going to find some more success. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to find success in this game this week. Um, I think the Dolphins' offense is just going to prove to be a little too much for them, and um, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up all the way. So I'm going with the Dolphins here.
0: All right. I like it. I like it. And I'm also... I don't know why I said all right like that. I'm also going to go with the Dolphins here. Uh, yeah, the Bears have been... It's been nice to see um, them. their offense finally starting to find some footing a little bit. Unfortunately, I think that their defense has still been a little bit of a liability ever since they exited their like sort of really strong era a few years back. Um, they've had a hard time keeping really any of the offenses that they've played down and even though i think justin fields is growing up um you know if they could be playing like the jets are where they're winning a bunch of like 40 point total games i think that that would be really good for them but they've had a hard time reigning it in on defense a little bit and the dolphins who like you said are sort of starting to score more and more every week ever since two has gotten back onto the field i think are going to feel very comfortable versus this there's uh defense and uh with more on their own defense, um, I think that Justin Fields is going to find themselves a little bit challenged here versus Bradley Chubb, one of the hardest MFers in the league. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins here as well. Nice. Let's see what our third host has to
1: say. Oh, he's going with the Dolphins as well. Sick. I love I love agreeing. I love,
0: I love agreeing. <laughs> Agreements are my favorite. Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, Bird boy, up. Howie. Bird up. What a, a battle of the boys, indeed. Um, the Seahawks, when we last saw them, um, unfortunately, well, I mean, actually, yeah, beat the, the Giants. I forgot about that. Yeah, beat the Giants, beat the Chargers. The week before that, beat the Cardinals. So is this a good team? I mean, maybe. Probably not great. Maybe? But they are sitting at 5-3. and three. Three wins in a row here, including a win over these Cardinals. I will say, since that last showing, the Cardinals have turned things around a little bit for themselves. Um, they lost a nail-biter to the Vikings. Who, Which team in the league hasn't lost or won a nail-biter versus the Vikings, though, huh? They put up 42 themselves on the Saints a couple weeks back. They now sit at 3-5, so uh, mirrored win-losses here. I am actually gonna go with the Cardinals. I think I probably have lost every week taking the game that the Seahawks are in, but um <laughs> I'm gonna do it again here. The Cardinals are a very messy offense, but uh when they get it going, they like really get it going, they these last couple of weeks have sorta of shown the signs of like some of that early season prowess that we saw out of them last season, even though they didn't win this last week. Uh I thought Kyler Murray liked... Fine. He had a couple interceptions, but he threw for like almost 350 and three touchdowns. Um, their their run game, I will say, has been like struggling really bad without Justin Connor, but um James Connor, sorry. James but sorry. But once he's back on the field, uh, I think that they're going to be a okay. Um, and the Seahawks, even though they've been managing to outscore a lot of these teams um, that I don't really expect them to, they still have been allowing. A lot more points than like most of the other five and three teams, uh, and I don't think that they're going to play another nine to nineteen game like they did the last time they played the Cardinals here. So I'm going to go with Arizona.
1: Yeah, sadly I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to pick the Cardinals as well. I think um, just getting DeAndre Hopkins back has worked wonders for them, even though they are still a bit of a mess, as you alluded to. Um. I, yeah, I like them to, to beat the Seahawks in this one. I don't think the Seahawks are great, but I think they've been good, and Geno Smith has definitely played above everybody's expectations. But I'm going cards here. Yeah. Uh, coin, however, huge Geno Smith fan, going with the Seattle Seahawks. He wrote back to the coin <laughs> specifically. He did write back. Uh, to the corner. Up next, we've got a rematch of last year's uh, NFC Divisional Round game. The Los Angeles Rams going to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Man, this game probably would have been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but both of these teams have just been so disappointing so far this year. Um, so not sure how much time this one's going to get on my TV screen. But, oh. Perf. hope you guys hear, hear my boy uh, crying about how bad both of these teams are <laughs> in the background. Um, whew, I guess I'm going to go with the Buccaneers here. I mean, they started to put some things together on offense last week against the Ravens, just un, unable to clutch it out at the end. But I think they'll figure more out this week and uh, take this one against the Rams.
0: Rams versus Brady. Yeah, I think I'll give us a disagreement. The uh, Ooh, hoo, hoo. <laughs> the Rams. It's true. Um, they've been having a rough go at it. They find themselves a three and four. But I want to say three and four with uh, a Cowboys game out of the way. Both of their forty ers games out of the way. Um, what was their other loss? Their Bills game out of the way. I, I mean, a lot of their tough. A lot of the toughness of theirs of the schedule was like front loaded for this. Uh, Rams team. I think that they still are, you know, we both put them on trajectory towards the 7th seed. I think they're going to have difficulty versus, like, most of the AFC West, which they haven't even really gotten into yet, but um, j- just like looking at a couple, like, matchups in common, I think the Buccaneers really got embarrassed by the Panthers a few weeks ago, and that's one of the only teams that the Rams have been able to stabilize against this year. Um, The Rams looked a little bit better. Uh, 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 against the Cardinals last month I mean they looked pretty strong so you know the Rams have been having their moments I think that it's just going to come down to like essentially <laughs> I think the more that is scored in this game the more I'm worried about the Buccaneers which like usually is not how I sort of feel about the Rams but the Bucks have been just really messy Brady's been sort of seeming out of it a little bit in these last few games um, I like I said last week I think that like for the first time, I'm actually really paying attention to, like, outside factors affecting a player. Like, I think the rumors, like, surrounding Brady and his, like, uh, um, commitment to practice right now, which, like, shouldn't really be taken lightly. So, I don't know. I think that the Rams could bounce back here. um, at Los, Los Angeles.
1: All right, love that. Coinciding with me, actually, in a disagreement here. Sweet. So, actually, that's twice this episode, going with the
0: Buccaneers and the Jags earlier. I see. I'll I'll grow on both of you. I'm fine with that. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Tennessee Titans in a Sunday night game. Pretty exciting matchup here, both these teams. Um, I mean, basically, like we talked about earlier, this is the fight for the second seed in the AFC right now. Um, Whoever wins this game holds a pretty good advantage in that matchup. Uh, (laughs) I think I'm going to go with Tennessee here, actually. I, I A little bit of a shocker pick. Tennessee, I mean, I think... Like I said, maybe that this is just my own perception of them, but I think that they have very quietly climbed up into this like 5-2 and record. I don't think that there's been a lot of eyes on them so far this season, but something Titans that... fans will tell you that's always the case. Yeah, true. But something <laughs> that happened this last week um, that I've sort of been waiting for all season was they finally, like against a bad team, just gave it to Derrick Henry, gave it to Derrick Henry, gave it to Derrick Henry, and it worked no problem. I saw an I-think-you-should-leave meme uh, that was like, no offense, but it worked 150 times. the ball to Derrick Henry. Pretty easy stuff. The Chiefs, their defense has still been looking pretty solid from their like growth last year, uh, but their offense, I think, is kind of quietly having like not an amazing season they put up a couple 40 bombs this october but uh these last few weeks they they were really like walled out versus the bills defense and even though the titans defense isn't as good like you said this is a really well coached team and i just don't really think that the chiefs are going to be uh prepared for the threat that the titans are going to present them this week so yeah i'm gonna go with tennessee here
1: all right we look at us clawing our way up into three disagreements on the week uh, I'm going with the Chiefs here uh, coming off a bye week. I think um, they're going to be well-prepared to stop what the Titans want to do, which is obviously, like you just talked about, give the ball to Derrick Henry over and over and over again. Um, I don't know if Tannehill is going to be playing or if it's going to be Malik Willis. Uh, if it's Malik Willis, definitely the Chiefs. But I, I still like the Chiefs to win if it's Tannehill. Um I don't think the Titans can keep up with what the Chiefs can do on the offense. If only they had, you know, a dominant wide receiver that they thought was good enough to pay, like, I don't know, A.J. Brown or something. Um, The coin is going with the Chiefs here. Uh, Titans going to catch another stray right here. Um, Did you see that stat? The uh, Tennessee Titans wide receivers all combined have less receiving yards this year than A.J. Brown. (laughs) Yeah, I did. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) Pretty sick. Uh, Love it as an Eagles fan, obviously. And, uh, sorry, Titans fans up next. We've got the Baltimore Ravens taking on the new new Orleans saints to wrap up the week on Monday night football. Hmm. Um, the saints just won 24 to nothing against the Raiders. I don't really, I don't understand. Alvin Kamara went off as I'm sure, you know, because he's on my Jodo league team. Oh yeah. And, uh, neutralized your awesome Christian McCaffrey game, which the exact same thing happened to me in another league. I had Christian McCaffrey, and I was playing against Alvin Kamara. So that sucks. <sighs> but um, you win some, you lose some. I'm, I'm going to be going with the Ravens here. They're probably going to be missing Rashad Bateman for a couple weeks. So that sucks for their wide receiver room. But if um, Lamar can just do what he did last week, he did a good job spreading the ball around. He found Isaiah Likely. Uh, Often because Mark Andrews was out. So whether it's Mark Andrews or Isaiah Likely getting the start at tight end this week, um, I like their chances here against New Orleans Saints.
0: I think the news actually came out today that Rashad Babin's out for the season. Uh, Oh, really? I missed that
1: if that's the case. That sucks.
0: Yeah. It's tough stuff. Um, But another trade that we didn't talk about earlier on this episode, uh, Roquan, Roquan. Juan Smith, is that how his name? I prim? mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. From oh, the you Bears, didn't that Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that. But yeah, he he was traded to the Ravens. So pretty excited. Like you said, they're gonna. Uh, I yeah, I remember now. It's gonna help shore out this their defense a little bit. I think that um, it's gonna be really important. The Ravens have managed to like control some pretty tough opponent uh, opponents these last few weeks. I mean, I guess the Buccaneers have been amazing, but they've they've gotten like a grip on these games, which I think cost them pretty dearly versus the Giants as well, like, versus some of the other, like, strong opponents that they played earlier this season. And even though, um, yeah, like you said, it's going to really hurt their wide receiver room with this injury, I think that the Ravens are still a really talented team, and yeah, I don't know. The Saints, even though they just had this 24-0 game, uh, they are not... I I think that they are sort of struggling with the same issue they've been struggling with for the last couple of years, which is just that Pretty consistently, a whatever team is pretty easy to forget about them, they're never really going to do anything important when it matters. So, I, I'm gonna go with the Ravens here.
1: Sick of mode, dude. Uh, the coin is going with the New Orleans Saints,
0: okay? Mm, well, that gumbo. does it force.
1: That was the coin,
0: gumbo. Mm-hmm. gumbo <laughs> <laughs> alright well thank you all for joining us for another episode of Um if you liked it please rate or review us on iTunes or Spotify please please uh, follow us on Twitter at That's NFL L-E-S. you can also just look at the name of the thing that you're already listening to um, not that yeah. hard to figure out folks <laughs> yep there you go check out Drew's programs Andrew
1: yeah, uh, still, still not releasing as much as I would like to of those, but plans are in place to make more happen for Super Fantasy Brothers and for the Good NBA Podcast. So uh, keep your ear to the ground for those.
0: Sounds good. I, I
1: don't know what I don't know what that voice was. I, I, c- I just c- want to apologize my for that.
0: field. Um, keep them peeled keep your, keep your eardrums ringing um, make sure to uh, tell a friend tell a family member tell an enemy um, make sure to listen to uh, us on repeat to get rid of the tinnitus in your ears that we all have um, true we all have it it's just it's just part of life now and yeah, my name is Jake
1: <laughs> two out of two NFL hosts have proven that listening to NFL is cures tinnitus. My name is Drew Wade, and as always, I've got the coin right here with me. Yeehaw.
0: Bird up. <laughs>